Coming up, the biggest win in college basketball over the weekend as the Hoosiers upset the Boilermakers and everything else that happened in Big Ten basketball. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, thanks as always for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Today's show is brought to you in part by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with the people who have the skills, values, and experience to help achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're going to start the show off with, of course, the biggest thing that happened over the weekend in not just the Big Ten, but in all of college hoops. Indiana knocks off number one Purdue, and we had Jacob Rudin from Locked On Hoosiers to help us recap the upset. You're listening to Locked On Big Ten. Follow us at Locked On Big Ten with 10 at the end, one zero, not T-E-N, wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter, too. Let's dive right in here with Jacob to start off the show. You're tuned in to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. A big upset in the biggest game and most fun game of the entire Big Ten basketball season to date. Indiana gets the best of Purdue in Bloomington. Zach Eady, 33 points. Trace Jackson Davis, 25 points. The Stars came out and gave us the game we were hoping for. Jacob Rood with Locked On Hoosiers with us here after the upset. Jacob, Indiana got out to a big lead was up big in this ball game early. What led to that? What led to this upset? I mean, just before we dive into things, your overall thoughts on what was a win over a team that's only gotten beat one other time this season. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously as impressive a a performance as Indiana's had this season, and it was the way they did it wasn't wasn't necessarily pretty in the second half, but I, I think it accomplished a lot for this team because that first half to come out to play the way they did, defensively I think was the biggest thing they had Purdue looking uncomfortable a lot of turnovers a lot of um, just poor possessions and Indiana fed off that fed off the crowd it was a wild atmosphere and built up that lead you kind of always expected Purdue would have some sort of counterpunch and for Indiana I mean at times this year at times in the last two years they haven't always had a response to that. They, I, I think back maybe most recently to the Rutgers game where they came out kind of from the start and were delivering haymakers and Indiana kind of folded. It's happened at times this year. So Purdue was kind of delivering some haymakers there in the second half through Zach Eady. Indiana didn't fold. They responded. They uh, delivered some, some punches back and held on at the end, made the big plays that they needed to. So it was, I mean, for obvious reasons, the biggest win of the season. It means a lot, but as much as anything, the way that they went about doing it was encouraging moving forward as well. It's kind of the culmination of what's been a big comeback for Indiana over these last couple of weeks. Uh, had the tough loss against Maryland earlier last week, but of course you forget about that now with this big win. But where are, and we asked you this before last time you were on, expectations for this team? Because even since then, there's been a lot of changes. Yeah, it seems like it's getting much, much closer to where it was kind of coming into the season. 
they're too far behind, I think, at this point to to t- challenge for the Big Ten title. But uh, this team, since kind of middle of January, once they started to get a little bit healthier, started to get more comfortable in those roles, uh, they've looked like the team we kind of thought they would be coming into the season, a really good defense playing through your star and Trace Jackson Davis. And they've been racking up not just wins, but double digit wins in, in that span. So at this point, I think the expectation is just kind of getting better and better playing your best basketball come big 10 tournament time. And then into the NCAA tournament, because like I said, I mean, Purdue's built up this lead that it doesn't feel like they're going to slip up and lose the the regular season title. But, I, I mean, we saw on, on Saturday, head-to-head, kind of toe-to-toe, IU can uh, go up against them. So come Big Big Ten tournament time, if there's a, a possibility there of, of meeting them again, you feel a little bit better about those chances. But right now, it's just kind of rebuilding that resume from what happened in kind of end of December into January and really just kind of building on this momentum and heading into the tournaments, uh, both conference and national on, on strong notes. Uh, you found a way to beat Purdue without really slowing down Zach Eady at all. And you mentioned a couple of reasons why that happened, but I mean, where are you at with how good this team was in some areas on defense, but then, compared to what wasn't so great in trying to slow down that guy and what he is in the national player of the year. Again, you may not face anyone quite as good as what he's going to be able to throw at you, but I still, if I'm looking for concerns in beating the number one team in the country, that's it. Physically. I I don't know that IU has anyone that can stop him and like nobody in the country really does. And that's why he is probably the national player of the year front runner. Trace Jackson Davis did all he could. I thought he played well and defensively he challenged shots, but I mean, Zach Eady is seven, four and he has a, just this array of post moves that make it really difficult to um, stop. Like it, just those drop hooks and those kind of uh, the, his touch around the rim, it's really hard to, to do anything to him. So it seemed like I use preference was to just kind of let him, maybe not let him try to beat you, but like they were more concerned on shutting down, you know, Braden Smith and lawyer and guys like that and not letting the other guys also have big games as well and and forcing them to into some mistakes. And uh, also just kind of just shutting off the service into the post as well by pressuring those guys and not letting the ball get into the post. The first half it worked it uh, by Edie standards. It wasn't a big half. The second half it didn't work. And he, he was the reason they got back into that game. So it, I mean, they didn't do a good a good job against him, but I don't know that they could realistically expect much better. Like, it's just – he's a really hard player to defend. So it, it was more once the ball got to him, IU just really couldn't do anything. It was avoiding the ball getting to him that I think they found some success with in the first half and at times in the second half. But, man, Zach Eadie's, he he's a tough kid to stop. Right. I saw the same thing. I've been saying the same thing, but I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything else with you where it's just like, oh, well, maybe Indiana could have done something a little bit better. Yeah, he's just he's just really good. So put put two guys on stilts on top of each other yeah. and maybe they can defend them then. Giant trench coat kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, Indiana is now up to number 18 in the country. It's going to be a ranked matchup against Rutgers to start off their week tomorrow. And 
this is a game that I've been looking forward to quite a bit as well as the Purdue game, because I think this is in two games, Indiana playing the two other best teams in the big 10 here. You've beaten Purdue. You've got Rutgers coming up. How do you not let that be a letdown? Rutgers has been a thorn in Indiana's side for a while. They won six straight games. I was looking it up as we were starting. IU hasn't beaten them since 2019. So, and especially this year, that was the first big kind of uh, punch delivered towards Indiana this season. That was their first loss in Rutgers. It was a, a crazy environment, and IU looked like they wanted no part of that, and uh, they got kind of blown out, honestly, in that game. And so my hope is that they can kind of lean on that and remember kind of that feeling and what that game was to not have this emotional letdown and – look past Rutgers in any way or something like that. But Rutgers is a tough team. Like you said, probably the next best team uh, in the big 10. They certainly have been kind of up to this point in the season. So it's going to be a tough game. Last time they, there was an intensity that they played with that IU didn't come close to matching and it showed up in a number of different ways. Offensive rebounding Rutgers had a ton of them, just kind of those effort plays that, um, it's cliche, but those Rutgers wanted it more type of plays. So IU, you can kind of look at it both ways that IU very much knows what to expect from this team and should ideally come out and be prepared for that. But again, they've lost six straight games to Rutgers. So it hasn't helped him in any of those other previous meetings. So I'm really interested to see how this team responds. Cause there were times last year where they would win a big game and then have a letdown. They beat Purdue last year, came out and frankly looked really awful against Michigan a couple of days later. Uh, and after uh, the UNC win this year is when they played Rutgers and had that letdown. So I'm interested to see and how they respond after a big win and see if they can improve in that regard. Well, Indiana, if it's not in contention for the Big Ten title or a top 10 AP ranking anymore, it's still certainly in contention for very big things like top four NCAA tournament seeds and, of course, top four Big Ten tournament seeds to get you those buys. Indiana's right back in the mix for all that. Jacob Rude's going to be in the mix covering it for you here on Locked On Hoosiers. Thanks again, Jacob, as always, for joining us for a couple of minutes to go over biggest win of the season for IU. We'll have you back on here soon. I know it. Hopefully after some more big ones. Thanks to Jacob Rude for joining us here to go over that Hoosiers win, the biggest of their season and one of the biggest in all the conference and country this year, handing the Boilermakers just their second loss of the year. We'll, of course, have all sorts of other stuff going on with both of those teams as the season is winding down and we get closer to postseason time. But first, of course, let's get into everything else that happened in the Big Ten. Before we do that, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success this year all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with the people who have the skills to get the job done. You can get really anybody that you're looking for and get specifics on, of course, what they've done before and everything that people say they're good at and anything like that, you're on a LinkedIn. So you can look and see what these profiles look like as well as their applications to jobs too. It's the biggest social network for professionals out there. I got my job here locked on, started out because I talked to someone over on LinkedIn. It's 
a big, big network of everybody that you need to know. I don't need to explain LinkedIn to you, but LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the right candidates in a more efficient way than just searching through the site or anything else. And you can post your job for free right now by heading over to linkedin.com slash locked on college, linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thanks as always for making locked on big 10, your first listen every weekday. Now that you're, or once you're done with the show here, you can head on over to locked on college basketball, our new show about everything you need to know from around the college basketball landscape with big name experts, insiders, players, and coaches too. Make sure you check out the podcast locked on college basketball on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts too. Let's dive into the rest of the big 10 weekend. I only want to talk about a couple of games here that were the more surprising of what we saw both of them on Sunday Michigan first off, knocking off Ohio State and handing the Buckeyes what ends up being their ninth loss in the last 10. Ohio State has now firmly fallen off the radar of the NCAA tournament, while Michigan put together a pretty good performance. Uh, Give credit to the Wolverines. It was better than what we've seen from Michigan, at least this season so far. That team looked good and solid and efficient. Hunter Dickinson came out and played well, 26 points and 11 rebounds. I don't know if it was just the big rivalry game that everyone got a little bit more focused up for or all that, but whatever it ended up being, it was an opportunity for them to show on a big stage where Michigan fans are watching and maybe a year where they haven't been watching every single game. Michigan showed up in a big way, gets itself the win. And Ohio State, I'm not sure what else you have here. I remember a few weeks ago, I was saying, all right, let's write Michigan off here. This isn't a tournament team. I don't know if we're quite there with the Buckeyes yet because I see just a more talented squad. I saw more opportunity for a team to get better over the season there. But it seems like at this point, they're at a point where they're just not going to be able to figure out in time to get back on this bubble. And losing nine out of 10 in the Big Ten is not where you want to be as we hit the middle of February. So these two teams, to be honest, I play a good game, play a competitive game, went back and forth. Ohio State was able to pull things back within like three points at some point in the second half. But when I watched these two teams play, I think the biggest thing I took away from it was maybe that fact that, well, yes, it was a competitive game and Michigan did play better than what we had seen from them so far. I don't come out of this matchup saying, oh, either Michigan or either Ohio State is now ready or on the way to being ready to make an NCAA tournament argument again. And obviously that wasn't going to change with the actual numbers and advanced metrics with either of these teams getting a win over what is right now not a tournament team. It wouldn't have shaped, shifted a whole lot as far as like bracketology goes. But just I wanted to see in a big rivalry game, a team really step up in a way that made me think, oh, maybe there is something left here. And Michigan looked okay. Michigan looked good. But Michigan didn't really do anything that overwhelmed me to a point where I'm thinking it's anything more than just that one game. I was looking for someone to do something special here. I didn't get it. Maybe it was wishful thinking. And maybe this is just me having one last hope that one of these teams can make a run. Because if either of them were in the NCAA tournament, it would be a fun team to watch. Would obviously be a big fan base to get behind in the Big Ten here and get another Big Ten in the ter- team in the tourney. But at least right now, it's not looking like either of those teams are ready for that still. It was a good game. It was a competitive basketball game. And players in Michigan, again, played well, but not quite good enough 
where when you're beating a team that's lost nine out of the last 10 games, I'm going to be able to sit here and say, oh, they're turning a tide here. No, I'm not quite ready to go that far on it. Other game I wanted to talk about was the Nebraska upset, beating Penn State in Nebraska. We haven't talked a whole lot about Nebraska ball this season, and that's because the team just isn't and hasn't been on the NCAA tournament radar all year long. But in this game, they did pretty well. A defense didn't show up for Penn State this matchup, and the Nebraska Cornhuskers were able to take advantage. Uh, Tominaga ended up great finishing with 30 points for Nebraska. He's been a really bright spot in what's been a rough season for that team. It was a tough loss for a bubble team like Penn State to take. Uh, The Nittany Lions are sitting on the outside looking in on most experts' boards for the NCAA tournament right now. After a few weeks ago being in a spot where it looked like they would be pretty safely in that field of 68 if Selection Sunday had happened then. Now it's really rough losses, really climaxing with this loss to a team in Nebraska that really you can't take a loss to. They're now kind of floating on the edge of being out of the picture too. And unlike an Ohio State or a Michigan, Penn State has plenty of time to get wins to claw back into things. And Penn State has a couple of notes on its resume that really do help it as well. But at least right now, with the way that some of the other teams on the bubble are playing, it's not not good for Penn State to be dropping games like this. This is one that they're going to have to try and claw back from. And when you're looking at a team like the Nittany Lions and the ways in which they are limited, like we talked about, Purdue dominated them whenever it was in that 20-point game about a week ago. That's the kind of game Penn State's just going to have against some of the really good teams. They're an efficient team. They're a solid basketball team and an experienced team. But when you have a team like that that really isn't set up to make the big upset, It has to win the games that it's supposed to. And Penn State just didn't do that here against Nebraska. I'm going to be interested to see if they can pull things together to make a run here because now it's getting close to backs up against the wall. And this Nebraska senior squad is really starting to feel it. I want to see that desperation next time Penn State hits that uh, point on the court. So that's just the games I wanted to look at. Quick update on bracketology here from Joe Lenardi. Purdue is still the number one overall seed. Indiana and Rutgers are five seeds. Iowa and Illinois are six seeds. Maryland's at a seven, Northwestern a nine, and Michigan State a nine. That's all the Big Ten in the tournament. Eight teams right now, but every Big Ten bubble team, at least according to Lenardi, is on the outside looking in. The only two officially even on his radar are Wisconsin and Penn State in the first four and next four out. They're both sliding. They both need to get wins soon. Because, again, with the way that some of these other bubble teams and other conferences are playing, they're running out of time. And I don't know if there's going to be enough ground that they're giving up for those two teams to make up, even if they do start winning some games here. So something to keep an eye on. Obviously, it's the Big Ten. You have a chance to win enough games to get yourself back into the tournament on your own. But if we're talking about where teams are realistically at the moment, not good spots with where Wisconsin and Penn State both are on the boards and are trending too. It's not like people are thinking these are teams getting ready and better for the tournament right now. Well, we're going to wrap things up with what is going on in the Big Ten in news here in just a moment. But before we get that, if you need a delicious treat, as always, if you've listened to Locked On, you probably know, we're going to send you over to Built Bar. Built Bar has all of the greatest flavors of protein bars that taste like candy bars and with new flavors coming out all the time. Peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro, just some of the latest flavors coming out from Built Bar. 
it's stuff like that and all sorts of other unique things too. So it's not the kind of dull flavors and generic stuff that you're getting from most of your protein bar companies, unique stuff that you're going to be able to find your little niche for and make sure you get something you love that tastes great and also packs a nutritional punch too. We're talking 17 grams of protein, less than 130 calories, and less than four grams of sugars and carbs. It's really a powerful pack of a protein bar that's good for you and tastes great too. Head on over to Built.com to see what I'm talking about and their huge, huge inventory of bars, flavors, and other products as well. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Quickly, a run through of everything going on in Big Ten news. We've got some early projections for win totals in Big Ten football coming from 24-7. Of course, we'll get you numbers from FanDuel whenever they do come out with their official over-unders, but nothing from them yet. At the moment, though, 24-7 taking their shot at it, and it's pretty typical. Only thing of note is really after you get past the first few teams. Michigan and Ohio State are both over under 11. Penn State, 9.5. Wisconsin and Iowa are at 8 wins. But no other team in the Big Ten is giving you a projection of more than 7.5. And And when you look at that, that means there's going to be overs to be had. So if you're in one of those teams that are not mentioned in those four, when you're talking about like, or five, I should say, uh, Minnesota's, Purdue's, Illinois's, Michigan State's, do you think your team can do a little bit better than what it's projected as? Can get more than seven wins? There's overs to be had there. If you're confident in the team you're rooting for, if things are going to end up looking like that, someone's going to have to win more than seven games out of that group of teams that are left over. So you're going to have a chance to root bet on some overs and root for your teams if you want. A new AP basketball polls out. Purdue's still number one after losing to Indiana in a narrow loss over the weekend. IU does move up to number 18. And Rutgers enters the poll at number 24 on the list as for teams receiving votes illinois would be number 31 if the rankings extended followed by maryland at 34 iowa 36 northwestern 42 lots of big 10 teams crowding around that poll not quite getting into there yet uh, we've heard coaches from big 10 teams complain about the lack of representation i'm still with the idea that i'm thinking this is pretty fair right now and it lines up with where we're at as far as teams falling into the bracket too In other news, Chris Holtman said on his radio show that the Big Ten called and apologized for his second technical foul against Wisconsin on Thursday. Actually said that he got a couple of different calls from the Big Ten offices, and he said in his own words that they called and said that basically it was just something that was called too soon and that they shouldn't have had that quick of a whistle on it. But again, this is according to Chris Holtman's words on his radio show Nothing from the Big Ten as far as a statement on that or anything like that. So just to be sure, just to be clear, not the Big Ten's words, Chris Holtman saying that the Big Ten said this. But I have no reason to think that he's not, like Big Ten isn't disputing it yet. Just want to make it clear. That'll just about do it for things here today on Locked On Big Ten. Thanks for making us your first listen every single weekday. Now that you're done with us, head on over to Locked On College Basketball. The new show with experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton have everything you need to know on and off the court, plus interviews with the big-name experts, coaches, players, and anybody else that you need to hear from in college hoops. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. Be sure to follow us too at Locked On Big Ten one zero at the end when you're typing it, not T E N. And be sure to follow me too at Nate with Sports. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On. We'll talk to you soon.